0: Of course, different products require different amounts of testing, but this is really important to make sure you test the products from the supplier and you don't just immediately start selling them once you've got one product and you've just tried it one time. Welcome to The Success Club, the podcast where we delve into all things business, marketing, mindset, and how to succeed as an entrepreneur. I'm your host, Shakira Jade, multiple seven-figure business owner and business coach Along with resources and actionable steps so that you can make your wildest dreams a reality. I invite you to be a part of the Success Club by subscribing to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's get into it. Hello, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Success Club podcast. I am so excited to be bringing you another episode today, a little bit of a different topic, but it's how to find a supplier in China if you have a e-commerce business. So this applies to you if you have an e-commerce business and you're looking for a supplier or you want to start an e-commerce business, or if you have a service-based business, but you want to start adding physical products to your business structure. So I'm going to teach you everything I know about how to find a supplier. And let me tell you, it is not always easy. If you guys listen to my episode about mistakes that I made in business, I talked about my product launch failure, not launch failure. That's the wrong word. My product sourcing failure, how my hair products didn't work out exactly as I had hoped. And it was a bit of a debacle. So I've definitely learned so much over the years. I've been importing from China for about 12 years now. And I've had custom made products, I've had custom made hair extensions, I've had tools, I've had boxes, packaging, hair products you name it, I have tried it. So I wanna share everything I know with you guys to help the process for you guys to be a little bit easier. So I wanna discuss why you would look for a supplier in China, why you wouldn't just find one locally. Now, of course, If you can find a supplier locally for whatever it is that you're wanting to source or whatever you're wanting to sell, that's always going to be easier. 100%. If it's someone local, that usually means you'll get the product quickly. It usually means you can have very easy product quality control. There is a lot of advantages to ordering locally, but that's not always an option. I know in my business, hair extensions, it's not something that was available in Australia. There aren't enough people here. Growing their hair long and cutting it off to the point where it, you know, probably takes 10 12 years to grow hair as long as what we need it, and there's just not enough people growing their hair and selling it. Plus, it would be extremely expensive. So, there are definite advantages to looking overseas to different places. I know with hair extensions, you can get them from India, Eastern Europe, Russia. Vietnam, Thailand, like Bali, there's so many places you can get them from, but I just found that getting them from China was the easiest option. Now, something I've noticed with China as well is they will often get hair from other places. They will import it and then they will color it, process it. They'll do everything they need to it. And then they will package it and send it out already done. So the good thing about working with China is that you're able to get a one-stop shop that will do absolutely everything for you. And then you can have it done in a great amount of time. Whereas sometimes you might find from purchasing products locally, you might have to get the products from one supplier and the packaging from another supplier, and it's not always able to do things as customizable. So like anything, there's always going to be pros and cons, but it is a good way to, I guess, cut down costs and get a really customized product. So I had no choice with my business. I had to go overseas. There was no way I was able to get anything locally. So it really forced me down this path of looking for suppliers and figuring it all out on my own. So first off, how do you even find a supplier? Where do you begin? This is a question I get from a lot of different people. They have no idea where to begin. I would recommend the best place is Alibaba or AliExpress. So AliExpress is more one-off items i would say but it generally comes from suppliers that could potentially do things in much larger portions and do things customizable if you wanted them to alibaba is definitely a wholesale site so alibaba for sure has factories they usually want really big minimum order quantities so alibaba is a bit more for trade customers and wholesale customers so there are also other platforms out there that you can look on but these are the major two now When I found my first hair supplier, honestly don't even remember how I found them. It definitely wasn't on Alibaba. I think they had actually emailed me. So once I started my hair extension company, I started getting a lot of emails from suppliers and they would reach out and be like, Hey, do you need a supplier? And I'd, be like, no, I don't. It was really frustrating. But I think when I was ready to look for a supplier, I did start messaging them back. And then I started the process of sampling and it went from there. So there's different ways that you can find suppliers. It doesn't have to be on Alibaba, but it's a really great place to start. The next place that you can look for suppliers is at trade shows. So whatever your industry is, if you have a look online and type in the industry and then type in trade show, you should get a list of all the trade shows that you can visit and you may have to travel. I travel to China to go to a hair extension or hair enhancement festival. I forget what it was called, but it was like wigs and hair extensions and everything like that. So I went to China to meet with suppliers and actually meet people there. And you can do this for all kinds of things. I sent one to one of my friends the other day who has an e-commerce business because there was a trade show happening in Melbourne in Australia, which was all about fashion. So starting a fashion brand, looking for suppliers. And there are shows where the suppliers from China will actually come to Australia and you can meet them there at these kinds of trade shows. So that's another great way to find a supplier. Another option for looking for suppliers is getting a sourcing agent. So again, I didn't even know this existed until I went to the trade show in China and I found out that there were people that you could employ or hire on a contractor basis to find you the supplier that you were looking for. These are people that usually speak English really well. They speak Chinese really well. They can communicate really well and they will find the factory for you. Of course, they take a fee. Um, They're not doing it for free, (laughs) but you can chat with these people, ask them as many questions as you can, tell them exactly what you want, and then they can help you find a supplier. So this is something that I discovered when I went over there. I've never used a sourcing agent, but I've thought about it, especially after my hair product debacle. I thought if I had used a sourcing agent, I would have more of a leg to stand on. They probably would have advocated for me more to get more from the factory. So I'm definitely considering it for my future purchases. And then, of course, you can just look for factories direct. So you can Google whatever it is that you're looking for. Clothing supplier in China, um, paper supplier in China, whatever it might be that you are looking for. You can actually just put it straight into Google, look for factories, research, look at reviews and see what you can find. That's another straightforward way of doing it. So now I want to talk about identifying the right supplier. So quality control is key, and this is a really challenging part of importing from China. As you guys would have heard about my hair product debacle, the quality control was just definitely not there and the design with the packaging it was extremely frustrating with hair extensions. It's also been really hard because when you first receive the hair extensions, they always look amazing. They look shiny and glossy and soft and they feel great. But then once you start washing them and then once you start actually using them or you put them in someone's hair or you use heat on them or you use certain products on them, they completely change and the whole product can be awful. And sometimes it takes a month or two of testing them in someone's hair and washing them multiple times a week before you actually start to see the true quality of the product, So some products, they do take longer to test and that's why it is such a big process and it's such a big ordeal. Um, so if you do want to start looking at suppliers and you want to start testing, remember that it's going to be a really long process. It's not going to be quick. You generally can't just get a product and immediately think yes or no. There is a process of testing and of course, different products require different amounts of testing, But this is really important to make sure you test the products from the supplier and you don't just immediately start selling them once you've got one product and you've just tried it one time. In a fast paced world, time is everything. And for busy business owners like you, efficiency is key. That's why I use Flowdesk, the ultimate email building platform designed to save you time and skyrocket your business success. With Flowdesk, creating stunning emails is a breeze. Say goodbye to complicated interfaces and coding. FlowDesk's user-friendly editor empowers you to design captivating emails in minutes. They also have amazing automations which help you to save time and money. If you've ever gotten an email from me, you would have seen the beautiful design as I use Flowdesk for all my emails. Flowdesk offers a vast collection of templates crafted to match your brand's unique style. If you are interested in trying Flowdesk on a free trial, you can go to shakirajade.com forward slash Flowdesk to find out more. Or use my code ShakiraJade at checkout to save 50% off your first year. Join myself and thousands of other entrepreneurs who use and trust Flowdesk. Communication with who you choose to work with is huge. I cannot emphasize enough the difference in dealing with a factory that is easy to communicate with and one that is not. It is like night and day difference. It will make your life so much easier if you can find a factory that can communicate well. That means speaking good English, having good communication skills, getting back to you in a prompt amount of time and then making sure they're prepared to work in with you and what you need. It does depend when you're starting out, all suppliers are going to ask you for a minimum order quantity. This is just a part of it. It's just how it goes. So if you have not a lot of budget and it is a little bit hard to meet the minimum order quantity, it can be hard to get custom products made and it can be hard to get them to agree to make custom products. However, everything is negotiable. This is one thing I will say when you're trying to find a supplier: Every single thing is negotiable. The payment terms, the price, the quality, the customization, the minimum order quantity. Absolutely everything is negotiable. So try your luck. Just ask for what you want. If you want a lower quality or you're wanting to sample products to start out, just ask and see what will happen. It's not the end of the world. All they can say is No. And they usually will want to negotiate with you. They generally want your business and they want to work in with you. So just ask and see what happens and look for people who you can communicate with in an effective manner. Because once you have that communication down pat, then you can solve any problem that comes along. But if you're dealing with a supplier that just doesn't care or you have an issue, they don't want to rectify it. They don't want to replace the product or they don't want to replace things if there's a fault that's going to make your life really difficult and it's going to end up costing you a lot more in the long run. So you want to make sure you have that really strong communication and then just negotiate and work your magic on them. It's really important to get samples of any product that you want to try and test them over and over again. Sampling is a really big part of making sure you can get good products and Don't be afraid if a factory says that they want to charge you for the sample. Some factories will give out free samples. Some will charge you for the samples. But in my mind, and I don't know if this is accurate or not, but this is just how I reason it out. If a factory is going to charge you for a sample, I would imagine that they're really confident in their product and they're really secure as a business. And they want to charge you for the sample because they don't need your business and they're not trying to give out free samples. So I actually feel like it's better To pay for a sample, because I would imagine that a factory who was desperate for business, who was just trying to get as many people as possible, would just send out samples for free to anyone. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I'll come back to you guys if I find out that I'm wrong. That's just how I see it. And try both if you want. I mean, a free sample is not going to hurt, so may as well give it a go. But I just typically find the ones that charge you for the samples seem to be better. That's my opinion on the matter if possible, visiting the factory and doing an audit to make sure that you're comfortable with the factory is really important. Now I actually started ordering from my supplier before I ever went to China. I didn't see myself going to China. I didn't think that was a possibility, but once my business started to grow and I wanted to learn more about it, I realized that I, I did really need to go. So If you can go and visit the supplier and go and visit the factory, because you're going to see what the working conditions are like. You're going to get to meet the people that work there. You can make sure you're happy with everything. You're going to meet the owners of the factory. They are honestly so hospitable. They took me out to dinner, lunch. They showed me around. They took me sightseeing. They drove me everywhere. I felt like royalty, honestly, felt like I was treated like a queen. I have never been treated (laughs) that way by a supplier in Australia. It was unbelievable. The level of care and the level of professionalism, it's just amazing. So if you can go and visit, it is really, really great. Depending on where you go, I'd recommend taking someone with you that either speaks Chinese. I actually took my grandma. She speaks Chinese. so That was a huge help having someone that could speak the language. Otherwise I would pay to have an interpreter because you just want to make sure that you're getting the right information. You can't always trust everyone. So having an interpreter who you've personally employed to interpret everything for you while you're there is amazing. And you'd be surprised how little amount of people speak English. So many people do not speak English. It blew my mind. I don't know. Maybe I was a bit naive. I just thought everybody spoke English or everybody spoke some English, you know, but Nope. A lot of people did not speak English over there. So even to order food or to do anything, you know, you really need someone that can tell you what you're ordering and, and help you through a lot of different situations and show you where to go because you can't read any of the street signs. And yeah, it's really challenging. This is also in the days before Google Translate or anything like that existed. So it was definitely really challenging. It probably is a little bit different now, but I'd recommend having someone with you that can advocate for you, that can speak the language and someone that can just really be on your side. So then we have the tax and import regulations. So this is something you can talk to your accountant about, about the tax and about the importing fees. You can also obviously Contact an importing agent and they can help you with the fees and they can help you with getting everything cleared through customs. Um, But this is obviously going to be changed depending on what kind of country you're in, depending on what you're importing, the value of the items. It's going to change. But this is definitely something to look into and research before you start importing things, because you need to weigh up the cost of the import. You need to weigh up the cost of shipping. Typically shipping by sea is a lot cheaper than shipping by air, especially for heavy products. Like we've noticed if it's just a lightweight, small product, it's not so bad getting sent by air, but anything heavy or bulky, it's going to have to be sent by sea and it's going to take quite a lot of time, usually at least a month or two. So You want to make sure that you look into all of the shipping costs, all of the tax implications, what you're going to have to pay in customs duties and fees and stuff. And make sure you include all of that into your cash flow and into your budget for what you're going to be selling your products for, because it all adds up. And it all makes a difference, even down to things like packaging. Even if your packaging is 50 cents too much and you could be saving 50 cents on your packaging, that is something that you need to look down to. You have to get really granular with this stuff in order to make sure that your business is as profitable as it can possibly be. So I will say all in all, it's challenging. Definitely challenging. It's nonstop challenging <laughs> working with suppliers in different countries. You know, you have the language barrier, you have the quality control issues. You know, there's a difference between what you consider to be good quality and what they consider to be good quality. You really have to be good at communicating with your suppliers and making sure that you have a good relationship with them. If you can meet them, that is even better. There's definitely a lot of challenges and a lot of things that could kind of get in the way, but all in all, it's 100% worth it. There's no way that I could even run my business if I solely relied on local suppliers. It's just not even an option. So it is something I just had to do in order to make my business work. And now that I'm used to it, it's gotten easier. Like yes, I have my issue with my hair products, but again, I should have gone about that differently, and it's just a lesson learned. And that's okay. I've can move on from it. and I can handle it and I can deal with it and I'll still keep importing products, but it can be dumb. And even though it can feel really overwhelming at first, and it can feel very expensive and uncertain and everything, it's like anything in life and anything in business, you can become better. You just have to put in the the work. You've got to put in the reps put in the time and you can learn how to do all this stuff. You can learn how to import. You can learn how to deal with suppliers and you will get better over time. So don't let the fact that it might be a bit overwhelming or a little bit hard to work out, stop you from giving it a go because it's, it can be done. If I can do it, you can do it. So I hope this episode has been helpful for you guys. And now I want to talk about my favorite things. Okay. My favorite thing at the moment is my Ninja Creamy. So it is an ice cream maker. It is one of the things I got sucked into buying since I got on TikTok. Guys, I didn't used to be on TikTok. I wasn't on it until I started my coaching business and started this podcast. And I wanted to promote my business and I had to go on TikTok to do it. And now I'm just like sucked into all these things that get put in my face. And as soon as I stopped and looked at a Ninja Creamy video, you bet multiple videos coming up in my feed were, Ninja creamy recipes. I was pretty much flooded my TikTok with ninja creamy recipes. So I ended up having to buy one. But I do really love it. I've only used it a couple of times. I've honestly had it for a few months now and it's been sitting in the cupboard. I didn't unpack it and actually use it properly, but now I'm actually using it. You can create the most amazing ice cream with it. It you can make really low calorie, really high protein ice creams you can do low sugar you can do all the healthy things you can even just put straight fruit in there and create a beautiful sorbet and it tastes so sweet and so yummy you can make chocolate ice cream you can do mix ins so you can make for example a chocolate ice cream and then crush up some oreo biscuits and then it will mix them into little pieces it's unbelievable and just the texture that it gives you is so creamy it's like the texture of it is like ice cream that you would get from a gelato shop or like from an ice cream shop. It's that kind of texture. It's not even the texture that you get from store bought ice cream where it's kind of hard and, and it's not the nicest texture. It just gives you the most beautiful texture. (laughs) It's so good. And it's so easy to use. And the only downfall is you have to freeze things and then you have to make the mixture and then freeze it for 24 hours. So you have to wait to be able to have your ice cream. You've got to be prepared ahead of time. But it's truly amazing and I definitely recommend it. I think especially if you are dieting or you're trying to be a little bit healthier with your diet as I most of the time (laughs) am it really helps to have some low calorie ice cream as something that's like a treat and it's good it's not gonna you know be high sugar or be bad for me or make me feel sluggish or anything like that it's really amazing and yeah I recommend it get yourself a ninja creamy ice cream maker if you like ice cream I'll see you guys back here next week thank you so much for listening to the podcast today If you enjoyed it or got some value from it, please share it with a friend who you think might like it. Also, if you're feeling extra generous, it would mean the world to me. If you would leave a review on Apple podcasts, this helps me to reach more people and spread my message to those who need it the most when growing their business. Thanks once again, and I'll see you here next week.